Let us be attentive. The Brookimenon, sing praises to our God, sing praises. Clap your hands, all you nations. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Let us be attentive. Brethren. Salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. Let us then cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves becomingly as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. As for the man who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not for disputes over opinions. One believes he may eat anything, while the weak man eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who abstains, and let not him who abstains pass judgment on him who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for God is able to make him stand. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Let us be attentive. said, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by men. 
<clears throat> Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Early in his career, the jazz musician Herbie Hancock was invited to play in the very famous quintet of Miles Davis, who was already a musical legend. In an interview, Hancock admitted being very nervous at first about joining that band, but described it as a wonderful experience because Davis was so encouraging to him. Now during one performance, when Miles Davis was near the high point of his trumpet solo, Herbie played the incorrect chord on his piano. He was mortified, of course, but Davis continued playing as if nothing had happened. He played some notes that made my wrong chord right, Hancock said. So take note of this. Davis didn't scold Hancock or make him look foolish. He didn't blame him for ruining his performance. He didn't throw a hissy fit. He simply adjusted his plan and turned a potentially disastrous mistake into something that sounded beautiful. What Davis did for Hancock, my brothers and sisters, Jesus most certainly has done for us. The disastrous mistake of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, which we commemorate on this day as we enter into let their expulsion from paradise, this disaster ushered sin, corruption, suffering, and death into this world. The awful sound of disobedience thundered into God's harmonious creation, but God adjusted his original plan to make something beautiful even out of that. He himself came into the world to right 
the wrong in a marvelous fashion. St. Simeon, a new theologian, describes it this way. Here there is a great and fearful mystery. Instead of Adam, who fell into sin, Jesus, who did not fall into sin, suffers. And he who did fall is made worthy of mercy. In place of the tree of disobedience, there is the cross of obedience. Instead of the feet walking toward the forbidden tree, and instead of the outstretched hands which took the forbidden fruit, there are large iron nails driven into his divine hands and into his immaculate feet. Instead of the tasting of the fruit, he tasted of gall and vinegar. In place of man's eternal death, Christ's death, says the saint. God had a divine rescue plan ready when we transgressed his commandment so that our error would not result in eternal death and infinite separation from God. The ugliness of sin was transformed by the beautiful one taking flesh, and he showed us the way to return to the Father. As the prayer before the Trisagion hymn states, which we read this morning, Holy God, you do not overlook the sinner, but have established repentance as the way of salvation. As it has been said, forbidden fruit creates all sorts of jams, and repentance is the remedy. That great preacher of repentance, St. John Chrysostom, tells us, sin is the wound and repentance is the medicine. As wounds and medicine are to the body, so sins and repentance are to the soul. All of us, without exception, need the healing effect of repentance and confession. The medicine of repentance is available to every single one of us. We only need to come and ask for it. It cures every spiritual illness, no matter how grave. Let no one despair, again says St. Chrysostom, because the medicine of repentance is potent. Because this treatment is effected by our loving and our benevolent Lord, there is no sin that does not surrender and re retreat in the face of the strength of repentance, or rather, before the power of the power of Jesus. A prayer from the service of holy confession expresses God's desire for us to return to him and that he is truly an ocean of mercy. The prayer reads this way, just before the prayer of absolution is read over the penitent. O God, our Savior, who through your prophet Nathan granted forgiveness to David when he repented of his transgressions and accepted Manasseh's prayer of repentance, do you the same Lord who forgive wrongdoings and overlook transgressions, accept also in your customary love for mankind this your servant who repents of all the offenses he has committed, overlooking everything he has done. For you have said, O Lord, I have never desired the death of the sinner, 
but rather that he should return to me and live. And you have commanded that sins should be forgiven even to 70 times 7. For your greatness is incomparable, and your mercy is limitless, and you are the God of those who repent. Now, my brothers and sisters, Jesus has turned the sour sound of transgression into something sweet and salvific. That is, instead of straightway condemning disobedient humanity to the pits of hell, he came into the world to rescue us, to show us the saving road of repentance, the path of return to the Father. So should we not do the same for others? Instead of magnifying every mistake that we see, we can turn them into beautiful acts of understanding. Instead of gossiping about someone's errors, we can cover them in mercy. Instead of harboring ill will towards others, we can transform it into love and forgiveness. This is the way of God. This is the way of mercy. This is the way of the cross that leads to the kingdom. As our Heavenly Father has forgiven us, especially through Jesus Christ and what he has done, let us also do the same for one another. And forgive us our trespasses, O Lord, we beseech you as we forgive those who trespass against us. To God be the glory and to the ages of ages. Amen.